Hi guys, welcome back to the Seriously Not Serious podcast or welcome if you're new. I'm Julia. And I'm Gabby. And today we have a guest episode. Yay, it's the last episode on. So you guys already know what that means. Um, guest. And this guest is just, I think you guys are gonna love her. Her energy is so good, and we Amazing. had such a great conversation. Um, so yeah, we basically talked about um finding yourself, loving yourself, that journey of um just coming to terms um on who you are. And also she has a book published. So we talk about that, talk about um being an entrepreneur, um, work, all of that good stuff. So you guys will yeah. love it. Uh, but before yeah. we get started with that, let's hop right into the segments and starting with the down of the week, you can start. I had no downs this week, like at least that I could think of like right now. I, I can't think of anything. I think it was a pretty good week. Yeah, I actually have no downs also. This was the most boring week of my life. I did yeah. not so. <laughs> yeah, so let's move on to the ups. Okay, my up is that today we just had lunch, Gabby and I, and two Mine too. <laughs> and I just love these girls so much. And we had just like a girl's yeah. day. And it was so good. It had been such a long time since I've seen like one of the friends that was with us. So it was just good to catch up and talk. And yeah, it was so good. Yeah, this is my up too. Like it had been a long, long time since we like the four of us were together. Yeah. Um, and like these are my besties for life. And it was just so good. And we just talked a lot, a lot of like girls night content mm-hmm. um so it was just so so fun and it was definitely the up for my week yeah okay so now for the weekly recap as I said this was like literally the most uneventful week of my life um so un- uneventful mm-hmm. to the point that my classes got canceled two days in a row so I didn't even have class that's how much it was uneventful so um, I literally did nothing. I started rewatching *The Vampire Diaries* for like the twentieth time, and yeah, I did nothing. I didn't even watch *Bridgerton*, the second season that just came out. Didn't watch that. Didn't do anything. Redownloaded *Candy Crush* on my phone. So, yeah, that's my week. I'm the same. Like, I haven't been doing anything. Like, I have been reading a lot of things for college and all of that. So, I haven't really been doing anything exciting um I started to work out again like I actually had one day where I did a very efficient workout and it had been so long since I I had done one and like I'm still sore um oh same and also as Julia as Julia said like she downloaded Candy Crush and I'm in a vibe right now where I'm just re-watching Gilmore Girls and as I rewatch it I'm just playing like jigsaw puzzles on my phone and I've been doing like five a day. So these are my days lately. And this is pretty much a recap. Like literally this is what I've been doing <laughs> all afternoon. <laughs> yeah, it's sad, but it is the reality. Also, like since you touched sad, on the topic of working out, like I just discovered the most amazing thing. Um, so if you go on YouTube and you search like, interval timer for whatever time you want there's like a timer that you can put like as a video and you can just like do your own workout and then like I did this like Thursday I think and I just like then I could listen to like my own music because I just wanted to work out with my music and then Mm -hmm. like I just like made up a workout like on the spot so I did like cardio arms legs like a full body workout Mm -hmm. And I am so sore because like I did it all and it was so good. And I honestly really recommend you guys do this if you are a little bit tired of like workout videos and always seeing the same people like talking to you on the screen. Yeah, it's just so good. And when you have your own music, it just goes by quicker and it's super good. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Recommend. Yeah. Love it. Okay, so okay. before we get into the episode, that was so boring. <laughs> yeah, I'm so sorry. Next week will be more exciting. 
I, yeah, but I, I last hope. week's episode, we had like 30 minutes of like a weekly recap. So yeah, yeah. yeah. It's all about balance. Um, yeah. Okay. So before you guys get into the episode, um, don't forget to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast. Don't forget to give us a rating and review if you like us and you want to help us out. Um, also, like post us on your Instagram if you're listening. And yeah, that is it. Let's get into it. Okay, guys. So we're here with Maddie Kelly. Hi, Maddie. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you guys for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Of course. Of course. Okay. Um, so before we get into the interview and the conversation, I'm going to ask you to introduce yourself, let people know who you are, what you do, and yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, I'm Maddie. I am an author. I am uh, a digital creator. I am also like a project manager for my nine to five. So it's a little bit like multifaceted and just sort of like depending on the conversation, I'm like unsure how to answer. <laughs> awesome. Okay. So for Let's anyone who um, doesn't know, Maddie has like a poetry book um, that she, I think you just came out with it, right? Like yeah, this year. like a couple months ago. Yeah. Um, by the way, the cover is so pretty so beautiful oh my god thank you I I wanted to keep it it really simple and just like dainty I guess yeah yeah I love it it. um okay so tell us a little bit about your book and what's about and how was your writing process when you were writing it so the book is uh, a collection of poetry that's sort of about life in your early 20s it's like first tastes of independence, falling in love, heartbreak, and then like ultimately sort of finding yourself and your purpose and like finding your own inner strength to like live your own life. Mm -hmm. Um, It was written a lot from my own experiences. I started really, I think, writing when I went to college, like my freshman year was kind of hard. I think like I chose the wrong college And so socialization was really hard. Like it, it was impossible to make friends. I just felt like I didn't fit in, which was weird for me. I'd never experienced anything like that before. Mm -hmm. I lived abroad as a kid and it like, wasn't hard for me to integrate. So I think it was just like the wrong schools. So Mm -hmm. as like an emotional outlet, I started journaling a lot and that sort of like kickstarted my obsession with writing and literally ever since then I just always have been writing like my notes app was full of like random thoughts like lines like full poems like I don't know I was just like brain dumping whenever I was like feeling some type Mm -hmm. of way and then when COVID happened I feel like everybody can relate to this you started to think about like what really mattered and like what you wanted to do with your life and like reevaluating things in general and I was literally sitting like at my desk at work and I was just like not interested in what I was doing like I was just checking my emails or something and I thought to myself like what if I just published this stuff that I've been writing like what if you know I just did that And I think I had a lot of self-confidence in the idea of publication because I had already published a book before uh, in college was my first one, but it was like nonfiction. And and honestly, I used it to get a job at Disney. It's not necessarily like (laughs) my, (laughs) yeah, I literally was like, I need a job at Disney. How am I going to do that? So I wrote a book. So when this one came about, I was like, okay, like no sweat. I already know what to do. I have a publisher. Like it'll be a little bit easier, but it was also way scarier to publish this one. It was, mm-hmm. it's like such a vulnerable collection of poems. Like it's, mm-hmm. uh, like I said, a lot of my experiences, but it's also other people's stories, either like fictional characters or like, you know, close friends telling me their yeah. stories. Mm-hmm. And generally speaking, I think it invites the readers to like get kind of vulnerable and like feel these emotions with me. So I was terrified to publish it for a while. Cause I was like, oh my God, you know, my friends, my family are going to read this. I don't want anybody to be sending me weird text messages being like, is this about me? (laughs) You know, like in euphoria when they're like, oh my God, is this play about me? Like that is what I was (laughs) so nervous about when I was publishing. (laughs) I was like, please don't ask me if this poem is about you (laughs) because it might be. Honestly, I feel the same way with the podcast because we're always talking about people and I'm like afraid people are going to listen and think it's about them. Uh, But yeah, that is amazing. Before we move on, I just want to know about the Disney story because yeah, how did you 
use a book to get a job at Disney? So I like had no idea what I wanted to do when I was in college. I don't know. I think it's like wild that we ask 18 year old kids to like pick a career and it's just absolutely do it, you know? Yeah. And like, you're like, this is your life choices now, like study and be prepared to enter the workforce or like, don't. And I don't know. I think that's just wild in general. So I had no idea what I wanted to do with my life when I was in college. So I decided to pursue art history. Cause I was like, you know what, I'm going to spend four years here. At least I'm going to study something that I enjoy. And then, you know, senior year is rolling around and everybody's getting a job. And I'm like, oh my God, I have no idea what to do. Yeah. And so in this process of me, like having an existential crisis, I was like, okay, like, let's back up a second and think about the things that I really love to do and like what gets me excited. And I like, I'm obsessed with Disneyland. I love to go. I'm a huge nerd. And I was just like sitting in my house one day thinking about the parks and I have like an epiphany, which is going to sound so stupid because it's so obvious, but I was like, oh my God, like somebody has to build this, like somebody out there designs it they come up with the concept and then they execute it when like with like construction or whatever and I was like why don't I just do that and then like all of this regret about not pursuing engineering like flooded my whole body and I was like oh my god I'm an art history major and I want to build theme parks what am I going to do and so (laughs) I was like what is the fastest way that I can educate myself in an industry that I know nothing about And also create something that's impressive on my resume since I've never done like an internship in that space. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I I guess I could like write a book. Um, My publisher actually comes through this institute called the Creator Institute. So it, it like basically helps people like me who have an idea publish a book. So they help like set you up with an editor, a cover designer. So it's like a legit process, Mm -hmm. but they just make the like journey of publishing a book really manageable so they like break it down into bite-sized pieces you get a lot of support you're also working with a bunch of other authors who are in the same space as you are so you guys can like communicate and collaborate and sort of like talk about your issues or like any struggles that you're having and share tips so it's just a more like community way of publishing a book mm-hmm. and then, yeah, I ended up working for Disney for a year <laughs> that Long is very short. so awesome that is genius I love it Okay, so going back to your book, your recent book that you published, um, just tell us a little bit about the experience and the process of writing a book. Like, what were the struggles? Um, did you, like, get lost or, like, had, I don't know, even though it's poetry, like, a writer's block or something that you were kind of, like, lost in what to do? Just tell us a little yeah, bit about totally. it. totally. Um, it's like a, a roller coaster, for real. Like there will be days where I wake up and I'm like, I am ready to go. This is what's up. Like I've got this. And then there are other days when I'm like, I have nothing. I am like not going to make my deadlines. Um, I think the scariest thing about being an author is knowing that you have a deadline. Mm -hmm. It's the best and the worst thing at the same time. It's the best because it's just like that, that is what it is. And you'll have to give it up eventually. But it's also the hardest thing because as a perfectionist, I want everything to be like, stunning and so with that deadline fast approaching I'm like oh my god I don't have enough time but the difference for me with this journey was I had already so much content written just because I had been writing for so many years so it was a lot easier than my first time around when I was like having to like make shit up and Mm -hmm. just like write consistently every single day on a schedule in order to meet my deadline so this time I felt a little bit more prepared Mm -hmm. um, in terms of like my publication process. So I wasn't as nervous about it as originally, but at the same time, I think I was, I went into this process of publishing, not just in a way that was like, I want to publish a book. I really wanted to learn how to be better at writing. I'd never shared this creative stuff with anybody like outside of my ex, basically. Like he was the only person I ever sent it to because it's intense, right? It's like personal. And so I'd never gotten any like creative feedback before. So when I decided to publish this, I was like, I really want my editor to give me constructive criticism and to learn as much as I possibly can. So I think like going into it with that attitude made it a little bit more manageable because I wasn't putting so much pressure on myself. I was like, listen, we're doing this because we love it. We're doing it because we want to learn more. And I think that helps to sort of like take the nervousness away or the pressure 
of, you know, being like, I have to publish this book, but that doesn't mean that I didn't have writer's block. I had like a lot of content that I needed to still make and like a lot of poems. Mm -hmm. And, um, I actually did like a, how to unblock your writer's block on my YouTube channel. I have like step processes that I do. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Cause I, I totally experience that all the time. I go through like creative slumps sometimes mm-hmm. where like, I feel like I have, I'm like, Oh my God, I'm never going to be able to write anything again. Like that was a one-time shot. And then there are other times when it just like it's pouring out, you know? And then there are some times when I don't have a choice. I have a deadline for my editor and I have to sit down and I have to like pull something out of me. Mm-hmm. I remember one Sunday I had to like write and I was like, mm, I don't know what to write about. I have nothing to say. And so I was just like sitting in my living room and I was listening to folklore. Cause like that was when it had just dropped. And, um, oh my gosh, what was I listening to? I'm trying to think now because it's like, oh, it was, I was listening to illicit affairs, that song. And then all of a sudden, like I had this flash of like a girl in a diner and it's like, you know, in the middle of a highway and it's dark and it's raining outside and she has like brown hair and she's a little waitress and like all of a sudden I had like this vision in my head and I was like okay like let's tell her story and so I used that song as an inspiration to sort of help me like write a song about this girl who like fell in love with this guy who was married you know and they had sort of like an illicit affair and then like he obviously goes back to his wife because that's what happens and (laughs) that was like her story you know and that's how that happened so it just like I don't know it's there's no like formula, I think, mm-hmm. when it comes to writing. It's so different for everybody. And it's different for every single piece that I do. Like not mm-hmm. one way is the same, I guess. Yeah. Got it. That is so good. Like I yeah. love how you just like take inspiration from random things and just write about it. I love it. Um, something I wanted to ask is how did you kind of get past like this fear of sharing um, like your process of finding yourself and loving yourself because I know like for me I have always kept a journal and that is pretty much like your thoughts of like everyday life how did you like get the courage to share that because I would never like I get nervous just like sharing like things from my day-to-day life on the podcast I don't think like I would I wouldn't be able to share like my thoughts with people like that yeah um I think like it's definitely scary. It's something that my mom is very concerned about. Like she talks to me about this all the time. She's like, Maddie, I don't feel very comfortable that you're so like easy putting yourself out there. And I, my journals, like, please burn them. If literally anything ever happens to me like that, it would be my worst fear because my journals are like my pure unaltered, like unedited thoughts in there and that would be a hot mess if that ever got out (laughs) into the world but I think poetry is a little bit easier right because like I can make it a little vague I make it really pretty so like it's easier for people to digest Mm -hmm. in that way but I think something I'm learning is that in this day and age when you're honest and you're open and you can sort of like let down your guard and tell people you know like this is me I think people are starting to really appreciate that. And like, you know, I think that they, I think that they really respect that. And it's exactly like you said, because it's not an easy thing to do when other people see somebody doing it, they're like, okay, maybe I could do that. You know, like maybe that's something that I can do. And I've gotten really nice responses. I mean, I think honestly, thank gosh that I'm not, like super Instagram famous, because I think it would be a lot harder to do that. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. I don't have haters, you know, in my DMs, like telling me that I'm a piece of garbage for like expressing my feelings. Mm -hmm. And something my brother told me once that has always sort of stuck with me is that it's okay to have an opinion. I think like recently it's scary to put yourself out on the internet because everybody has access to it and everybody can say whatever they want to you and forget that you're Mm -hmm. a person. Mm -hmm. But the fact that it's starting a conversation is what gets me excited. And I think that when your intentions are good, people can feel that, you know, I write simply with the intention of like creating a relatable space for people and to let your guard down and like, you know, join me in this like vulnerability to talk about these 
tricky subjects or just like things that we're going through in that intention that like nobody's alone. And I think when you create things with a really positive intention like that, it's hard for people to say something negative in that way. Yeah. So yeah. I think that's sort of what helps me. And I also think about it as like, uh, for a long time, I didn't want to publish this work, right? Because it's super vulnerable. And I'm like, mm, I don't really want to tell anybody about this. But at the same time, when you make something cool, I think that we have like almost a need to share it with the rest of the world because yeah. your work can inspire somebody else to do something really cool. Like For if sure. Taylor Swift didn't make that album, I guarantee you like half of the poems in my book would not have been written <laughs> if it wasn't for her work, you know, like that stuff really inspires me. And because yeah. of that, I was able to make something that inspired somebody else. And like, it kind of sets off a chain reaction. So to mm-hmm. me, I'm like, this is, I'm an important part of like a creative process for somebody. And it's not fair that I like keep this to myself because I'm scared. And that's sort of like all of these things combined have helped me to get out of my comfort zone and yeah. to share it. I don't know. Ask me in five years if I still feel the same way, because who knows, I could be like jaded by the internet by that point and feel like a completely different way. <laughs> yeah. But this is how I feel today. <laughs> yeah. But I, I completely that. agree. Go Sorry. No, go ahead. Uh, I completely agree with what you said about like how being vulnerable and just being honest and showing who you really really are like inspires people. We've talked about this on a podcast before. Um, like the tendency, at least like for us, of like being more interested in keeping up with the person because they they're real with us is just like so much higher because um like this truly helps people when they see sometimes they feel like super alone, especially with poetry, which like you actually like access multiple um parts of the individual um like they maybe feel alone and then they see something like that and then they know that they're not the only ones they um yeah. feel like they have someone who understands them and that that like can be life-changing it's yeah. it's truly like something super important like I feel um that the, one of the biggest problems with the internet is that people just fake their life and it's like super unrealistic and then when we have people like that it's just very inspiring to know that it's okay to not be perfect all the time Mm -hmm. yeah totally like my youtube channel is like the realest that I could possibly get I literally was just editing like the vlog that I'm uploading this week and Mm -hmm. I end the vlog with a face mask on like I look so crazy (laughs) and I'm thinking to myself while I'm editing I'm like Maddie you look so crazy right now but I'm like, I'm going to hit upload because like, this is life, you know what I mean? And if you are into it, then like, that's your vibe, you know, but I just make things because it brings me joy. And like, I genuinely think that they're like funny and interesting to Mm -hmm. watch. So I post them, (laughs) you know, without worrying about it, but it's so true. It's so hard to like pick apart. I think about social media as people's online personas. Like that's not necessarily Mm -hmm. who they are. Like while you can still be authentic on Instagram I think that you're authentically showing me part of yourself but I yeah. don't have access to the whole self if that makes exactly. sense exactly yeah for sure. for sure absolutely okay so I'm gonna move on a little bit and I'm gonna ask you about like um just like the journey of becoming an entrepreneur like what's the best and the worst part of it tell us a little bit about that it's a struggle um <laughs> like I I think that it's so funny because when you listen to podcasts about entrepreneurialism, you're always talking to people that already have their shit together and they're like giving you their tea about like their journey. And they obviously like are not in the tricky parts where like, Mm -hmm. it's so difficult. They're like, oh yeah, like times are hard once, but like now everything's awesome. And you're like, okay, (laughs) like when is that going to happen for me? (laughs) And it's like, um, I don't know. I just don't find those like very relatable because that's not what I'm going through right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a nine to five, obviously, because I have bills to pay and I have a cat to feed. So like <laughs> your girl can't just be like relying on book sales. Uh, yeah. Plus, I don't know. Entrepreneurialism is quite literally the road less taken. My brother is a startup guy. My mom started her own business. So I have very business minded individuals in my mm-hmm. family who are always there to talk when I have questions or if I want to like run something by them, they have like the best advice for me. 
Mm-hmm. And because I've seen how difficult it is to start your own business, it's not something that you just like jump into yeah. without having a solid plan because it's no joke. And mm-hmm. being an author is like even harder to be an entrepreneur because it's such a saturated industry that yeah. you really need to understand your target audience. You really need to understand how to speak to them and you need to find a way to keep consistent interest because it's like, it's tricky. You can't just ask people all the time to be buying your book. Like nobody's going to give a shit after a yeah. couple of months. And so, I mean, thankfully I have a publisher that helps me brainstorm ways to continue to generate interest and like help me to understand the industry better. But if I was alone and doing self-publishing, trying to understand this industry is very difficult. It would take so much research, so many conversations with other authors who are doing the same thing that you are. I mean, it's really not as easy as people make it seem. They're not, it's not Mm -hmm. like, oh, you know, I finally decided to quit my job and pursue my dreams as a blank business owner. Like that is just not how it goes. I'm sorry. It's much more of like a grueling grind every single day. You have to wake up and care about your passion. So it's like, you can't just, you know, sometimes you go to work and you're like, ah, you know, I really don't want to do the work today. Like if you're an entrepreneur, you have to get up and work every single day and you have to give 110% of yourself every time you work. It's exhausting. And it's like, I don't know. It's just, I think it's just not for everybody. And because the internet makes it seem like it's the trendy thing to do right now, people are like going to get super into it. And I'm here to tell you that it is not for everyone. Like there's a reason I still have a regular (laughs) job. Yeah, it seems like everyone <laughs> yeah. wants to become an entrepreneur these days. Like I yeah. see, like there's not one day that goes by that I don't see a TikTok like, oh, I quit my job like a year ago. I had no idea what I was going to do and it was the best thing, thing ever. And I'm like, yeah. how did you just quit your job and live? Like where does yeah. the money come from? Like I don't get it. Um, yeah, it is so tricky. And I feel like not enough people talk about like, the going through it like the parts that are hard um so yeah that's really interesting so how do you balance like being an author with your nine-to-five job and digital creating things and posting on Instagram and doing all of that (laughs) um that is a lot so how do you do it Yeah. I'm kind of a psycho. I don't know why I choose to do things like all at the same time. I wouldn't recommend it. (laughs) It's a lot of work, but, um, honestly, like time management is one of my strengths. I'm super organized. Mm -hmm. I have a planner I follow. I don't know if you guys know her. Her name is Nitsan Raider on Instagram. I'm like obsessed with her, but she has like her side hustle or her business is called mind your business. Basically, it started as like a creator course into understanding how to navigate the industry as a digital creator, like how much Mm -hmm. to charge for brands, etc. And then recently, she just came out with a planner. And I had to cop it because I was like influenced by her. I literally love everything that she does. So of course, I'm going to buy whatever she's selling. And honestly, it was such an amazing purchase. I mean, like, you don't have to invest in that particular planner. It just works for my brain. But Mm -hmm. in order for me to keep my shit together, I absolutely have to use a planner. Um, like, so every day I wake up and I write something that I'm grateful for. I plan out my schedule for the day. So like my work lunch or my, like my work time lunch, and then like my priorities for the day, my goals. And then it also has like goals for each week, the priorities for each week, errands I need to run. There's like a section just to write notes if I'm thinking about it. So Mm -hmm. like everything for every single day goes in there, whether that's like Instagram stuff, whether that's like work stuff. And right now I'm kind of lucky because work is pretty chill. Like my project that I was working on just finished. So I don't really have that much going on in terms of like my nine to five. So then that allows me a little bit more time to focus on like my book and like Instagram and YouTube or whatever. Um, But before that, when work was hella busy, my book was publishing in like a couple of months and I was also finishing my master's degree, I was dying like truly I was dying and I didn't even know that I was dying because I was like, I don't even have time to process the fact that I'm stressed out beyond anything I've ever experienced in my life. Like I literally didn't even have time to think about the fact that I was stressed. So Mm -hmm. my body was taking a hundred percent 
of the stress, like nonsense, like my acne was insane. I was getting eczema. I was gaining weight because I was so stressed out. And like, that's the real tea, you know, like it's not all like sunshine and rainbows all the time. Like my body was changing as a result of the fact that I was so stressed out. So that's why I'm telling you guys, like, I don't recommend to do what I did at all. Like, please (laughs) space everything out. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I don't know what I was thinking. But if I didn't have a planner to write everything down, I don't think that I would have survived. So on top of everything, you have a master's. What? Yeah. That is is so cool. We literally like we've um, recorded a bunch of episodes about like um, organization and time management and motivation and how like to be organized. And the one thing it's literally the first tip in every episode is to have a planner. Julia and I both like we're literally mine is right by my side like I can't live without it and and I I feel like for example I know friends I have people in my life that do not have anything like they don't write it down anywhere I cannot comprehend how they live their lives I don't understand no, literally, yeah. I could not possibly understand. I am 100% like an out of my out of sight, out of mind. For if it's not written yeah. down, I Absolutely. will forget because like, there's so much going on. Like, how do you Especially not, when you what do you do? Adult, like you have so many yeah. things to do, so many errands, so many responsibilities. Like, how can you keep it all in your mind when you have all of the other things to do? That That is impossible. Yeah. It's yeah, I don't know. Yeah. yeah, like either, I don't know, like maybe even if like you write it down in your phone, right? Like if your phone is your planner, like yeah, that's cool. I like to have like a physical thing. Cause I think that's mm-hmm. cute, Same. but I just, I don't think I could hang out with somebody who doesn't like write everything down. <laughs> I think that would give me so much anxiety. I'd be like, are you okay? <laughs> yeah. Cause then you're thinking about like the stuff you have to do all day. Like there's not a break. It is just crazy. Um, I think it's so good that you talked about like the consequences of like doing a hundred things at the same time because I don't feel like a lot of people talk about it like I see people on TikTok like saying oh like a day in my life I wake up at 4 a.m like work out like go to work then like record YouTube videos come back like take care of the kids and do whatever and yeah. they're like just go 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 all day so um just let's think about the the consequences of doing all of that before we go and just go crazy um so since now is more you're more chill since you don't have a lot for going on for your work um tell us a little bit like what's a day in your life like right now so um my weekdays are all really similar so like I will wake up in the morning around like 7 30 8 a.m to get ready to go to work by nine in Macau working hours are nine to 6 30 so I'm essentially like changed to a desk from those hours I go to lunch at 12 30 sometimes I leave early like I said it just depends on the day um and then literally like I get home and then I go to the gym uh like three to four times a week uh if I'm not at the gym I'll go like do a sauna once a week because I think that's really important and like I need exercise in order to burn some energy it's a really important part of my life like I I desperately need the exercise Mm -hmm. and then you know after they go to the gym I come home I eat dinner I hang out with my cat I watch tv and then I go to bed um after I journal and meditate so like around like 11 30 I go to sleep every night Mm -hmm. Um, and then like my weekends are kind of depends like tonight, actually, after this, my friend is coming over, we're going to get ready. We're going to go out. It's going to be a good time. I'm super excited for it. I feel like this has been the longest week. So, you know, like weekends are just sort of like up in the air, Mm -hmm. but I really like to spend time on the weekends, like walking around the city, you know, exploring as much as I can, seeing as much as I can going to get drinks with my friends. Um, my mom and my dad live here. So like, I like to spend time with them too. It's like, my dad's really into golf, like classic dad. And so like on Sunday, I'll go golf with him because that makes him happy to spend time with me in that way. So yeah, yeah. that's kind of like a typical day for me. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. yeah. No, that's also, I should mention that weekends are like my heavy content times. So like I always film my YouTube videos on the weekends. Um, Saturdays, yeah. I make sure to like have something in the plans because that's my, the easiest way for me to shoot content is to like be with my friends walking around the town and I'm just like, okay, like snap a quick pic. So that's okay. sort of when like that magic happens. Yeah, Got it. And how long have you been living in Macau? Like um, what made you move there? 
So um, I moved here like almost three years ago now. Um, I was expecting to come to Macau and do all this traveling because it's so near everything. And then like, you know, (laughs) was like, ha, psych. Um, So I've been here for like three years (laughs) and I moved here because I was working um, for Disney in sales and like, that's not Mm -hmm. at all what I wanted to do. I wanted to work in the Imagineering department to build theme parks, Mm -hmm. but Disney's Mm -hmm. like not easy to transfer. So after exhausting every avenue that I possibly could to try to get myself into the job that I wanted to, um, I was like, shit, I have no job. Um, that I wanted to do. Like I, my, the company offered me to stay in that department, but I was like, this is not the vibe for me. Um, so my parents lived here before and they were like, Maddie, there's a ton of opportunities happening here. Like, why don't you come out and like get a job working for this company, um, building a theme park. And that's like what I was brought here to do. That is not what we're doing at all. That project has like gone away and I had to do something completely different, but it was still like in the same realm. So I got a lot of experience living here and, um, yeah, so that's what brought me out. But it's so cool that you actually got like to build like a theme park and do what you wanted to in a way. Yeah, it was like on a much smaller scale. So I built like, it's basically like a moving sculpture that goes Mm -hmm. to like lights and music. So it's really pretty um, and it's like super intricate and she's a stunning queen. So (laughs) like I still got to build something that was like you know, interesting for people to watch. And it's cool to see their expression. Like when the sculpture like starts to move and you don't know that that's what it did. It's cool to see yeah. people's faces. Like, yeah. And that's what I wanted to do anyways. I wanted to make cool experiences for, for people. So I'm glad that I got to do that and like a smaller scale. So it was just a good experience. I think as like my first real job doing like quote unquote, like what I wanted to do. Yeah. yeah. Even though it's not mm-hmm. Disney, like that is still yeah. so cool. Like you basically yeah. manifested that. I love yay that's true oh my god I didn't even think about that you totally did that's <laughs> oh exactly god, totally what you did. wanted to do and you did it amazing oh my god that's such a vibe I don't even, I can't believe I didn't even think about that <laughs> that is so dope <laughs> <Love>. <laughs> um so tell us a little bit about like the experience of living abroad because we both are very interested in living abroad but like what's like the expectations versus reality of it all because like I know it's not all like just perfect once you move all your problems go away um even though that's what we hope but I know it's not so tell (laughs) us a little bit about that honestly like I wouldn't I would recommend it a hundred times over living abroad is one of the best things that you can do for yourself it gives you an appreciation for other people's cultures. It widens your perspective. You meet so many new people. And like, I don't know, I think it just grows you on a level that nobody can understand unless they've lived abroad. It's just such an amazing experience to drop yourself in a completely new space, force yourself Mm -hmm. to meet new people. And I would do it a hundred times over. Like I was in a long distance relationship for seven years and like almost I think like one of those was while I was living in Macau and we ended up breaking up because of COVID like I couldn't leave the country so he couldn't come in and we were just Mm -hmm. like this isn't gonna work but knowing what I have now and the experiences that I have now as a result of having taken that leap I would do that a hundred times over like I would literally go through that heartbreak a hundred times in order to get to where I am today yeah yeah So like, while that's out of the way, you know, like, yes, do it, live abroad. I think it's a great idea. Um, Each country comes with their own challenges and you have to navigate the culture. And that's really important that you are like respectful of that because it's, it just makes everything so much easier. Like Mm -hmm. Macau is very strange in its cultural tendencies. Like, I don't know, like the way that people think here is so different from what I'm used to. So especially working in a different culture is very yeah. tricky. Like you, ha- I have to stop a lot and think about like, am I thinking about this this way because I'm thinking about it from a Western perspective or is this actually a good idea and this is how that we should proceed with the job kind of a situation. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I don't know, just the mentality is different. So it forces you to have to come down to a different level and rethink everything that you've ever thought that you've known, not yeah. to mention like finances are different. Um, I don't know, like phone situation is different. Like when I was living in London, 
it was so expensive because I was all using my credit card and it was running up like mm-hmm. so many international transaction fees. Yeah. And so everything I was spending was like twice the amount because I was having to pay international fees. Yeah. But the cell phone situation was so dope. You, it was so cheap. You paid like nothing for unlimited service for the whole month. And it was a stunning operation. So like, I don't know. With everything, there's always good and bad. There's always like plus mm-hmm. and minus. But for me, what you get out of living abroad is so worth all of the other things. Like it makes everything just seem sort of like small in comparison. Mm-hmm. I think the hardest thing for me is I get this guilt about living abroad. That's like, you know, my brother just had a baby. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like missing out on my nephew, like growing up. And that gives me yeah. so much guilt that I'm like, maybe I should move back to the US, you know, but like, I don't know if that's necessarily what I want, or if that's just my guilt talking and like being away from your friends and everybody that you know, and love is for me, the biggest challenge about living abroad. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So since you talked a little bit about um, like, making friends from a new place, and also like, um, leaving your friends behind in your original country, like, how did you make friends in a new country? Like, was it hard was it easy like how did you do it because especially like in a country where I did not speak the language like I I would have such a hard time bro it's no it's not easy for sure and like while I think I consider myself to be like relatively outgoing making Mm -hmm. friends is such a challenge I get so nervous and uncomfortable um like meeting people I think for the first like month or two when I was living here, I literally like didn't leave my house on the weekends. (laughs) Like I would hang out with my parents, you know, and like hang out with their friends. But then I would like come home and watch TV all the time. I binged so much anime. I like literally (laughs) discovered the world of anime in my first month of living here. So I watched all the classics, like all of the episodes. And then eventually I found some other expats or like expatriates, like Americans living Mm -hmm. in Macau or like, I had a lot of Spanish friends. So just like, but the way that I, I I find myself the easiest way for me to make friends is like through work. So um, there was like one other American guy that was working there. We had a lot of stuff in common and then we ended up being like, well, let's grab drinks after work, you know? And sort of Mm -hmm. that was like an easy transition. So, you know, grabbing drinks after work leads to like funny stories and inside jokes leads to like hanging out more on the weekends leads to like being like friends and then you meet their friends and then that sort of like spawns more friends Mm -hmm. in that way. Um, But when COVID happened, so many people in Macau left, like all of the Westerners basically like uprooted and like went back to their homes. Mm -hmm. And so I think we lost such an insane percentage of our friend groups. Like I felt like I had to start over basically and and like make new friends. And that had to mean that I had to do that outside of work. And that was, I think, really scary for me. So every time I got the opportunity to be invited to something through like a friend of a friend, like she'd be like, come with me to this person's house. I think like, I'll give one example that really changed the game for me. So I don't like to do things after work because I'm tired. I've had a full day. And like, I just want to come home and sit on my couch. And like, plus I have to get up early in the morning, but it was a Christmas party at this other girl's house. And like, I stalked her Instagram and she seemed really cute. And I was like, okay, maybe we could be friends. So I was like, I'm just going to go for two hours. Like I'm going to set a curfew for myself and then I'm going to go home. And so I went to this Christmas party. I was dreading it the whole day. I was like bitching and whining about it. (laughs) And then I got there and I met so many cool people, like so many nice girls And I was like, okay, like maybe this is cool. And so because I literally went to that one event, she started inviting me to a bunch of other stuff that she was Mm -hmm. doing. And then eventually like through that, she and I started hanging out alone and like, you just, I don't know. I think it's just like, you have to take that first step, which is the scariest. And so many good things will come from that. And something that I do before I go out Um, Like if I'm nervous about it and I feel like uncomfortable about like not knowing anybody, Mm -hmm. I run through my head, the reasons that like the friends that I have now hang out with me. So I'm like, you know, why do my friends like to spend time with me? So good. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know. I just like was thinking about it while I was getting ready the other day. And I was like, that is something I should be saying to myself all the time. So for me, like, you know, I'm a published author, like that makes me interesting to talk to 
I have a good energy when I get, you know, going, that makes me fun to be around. Um, uh, you know, like I'm cute. So that helps me feel good about myself and yeah. about like leaving the house. You know what I mean? Yes. So it's like those things help me to like take that first really scary step about yeah. like making new friends. Yeah, I love I that love mindset. That. Like this is such a good tip. Like, especially I have like a huge problem with like approaching people. I'm super shy. And like in the back of my mind, I'm always like, oh, somebody please come up to me. But like I I like now I just yeah. started college and I and I had like the guts to maybe like approach a few people. But I love that. Like that's a mindset shift that really, really helps people who have like a hard time with making new friends. I love it. Yeah. I just think like we can't just expect people to come up to us always because yeah. like yeah. people are afraid of coming up to us just as we're afraid yeah. to going up to them. So um, I just totally. think like you just you just gotta do the make the first move and just yeah. do it. Like if that person like rejects you and they don't want to be your friends, then it's their loss and life goes on, you know? So But I also think like the likelihood of that even happening is so low. Like if you're at yeah, a party yeah. or something and you go up and talk to somebody, they're not gonna be like, ew, I don't want to speak to you. Bye. Like yeah. I just feel like that never happens. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that should also help take sort of the scariness away is like the likelihood that they're gonna want to talk back with you is so high. And yeah. like think about just the three of us here. We're all like nervous to talk yeah. to other people, you know? So if like the three of us were to like get together at a party or something like that, like that would be so much fun because we yeah. all would have taken that initiative yeah. to like mm-hmm. talk to each other and mm-hmm. help each other get out of your comfort zone. So yeah, sure. I don't know, like next time you're at a party, like just think about it that way. It's like, I bet everybody else here is like nervous and uncomfortable to like start a conversation yeah. randomly. Yeah. And if you do make that first move, like people are going to be so grateful that yeah. you did that and they're going to want For to sure. be your friend because you just did that. And also, I don't totally. feel like anyone's like rude enough in real life, at least to just like tell you to your face, like, no, like I'm not interested in being your friend. Get out. So that would be so wild. Yeah. I don't yeah. think that that would happen. Yeah. Thank God. Um, okay. Um, I think we can move on. Uh, we were talking about how your book is about finding yourself and loving yourself and all of that journey. Um, tell us a little bit about how you got to the point that you are today. You said like you're super happy today and you're like super glad that you went through your breakup and your heartbreak. Yeah. Um, I know like sometimes it's hard to like see through like what you're going through, but like see past what you're going through. But um how did you like deal with that process and how did you get to the point that you are today and I just want to know because like I absolutely love journaling and all of that so since you talked about that like did you journal about it did you do something that helped you how yeah I don't think like it's not like a magic wand situation where like Mm -hmm. all of a sudden one day you wake up and you're like I love myself that's literally (laughs) not how it works (laughs) And journaling a hundred percent is a really important part of my process. Like not just creatively, but also as a human being, um, there's so much noise that goes on in our head that if I don't have a place to put it, I feel so torn in so many different directions. And I'm weighed down by all of the thoughts that I have every day, like whether they're petty or not, whether they're like important or not. Um, And I think like ending each day with a sense of clarity helps me sleep better. And it also helps me work through what I'm going through. I'm the type of person where I feel like I go through everything by myself because I don't want to like burden other people with my issues. I'm like, this is my problem. I need to work through it myself. So if I didn't journal, I wouldn't, I a hundred percent would not be the person that I am today. I think that journaling gives me the space to articulate my thoughts to work through my feelings. And it's the one place and it's the one time of the day where I can be a hundred percent honest with myself. I am very good at lying to myself and like making myself believe something else, but I'm like, you know what? No, the journal is my one time when I can be completely honest with myself. And that's why I'm like, please burn it. If something ever happens to me, like that is now on the internet forever that I request this to be done. 
but we will make sure you know, so, that. So yeah, like journaling, <laughs> journaling does really help me, but frankly, I think what helps me the most, it's an ongoing process at the end of the day, right? Like every day mm-hmm. is different and it takes a conscious effort to work on the things that you know that you need to work on. Journaling helps you identify what you need to work on, but that next step of actually like working through it is not like a step-by-step process. It's Mm -hmm. like a confusing doodle of like random circles and lines. That's not perfect. Yeah. And I think something that I did at least through this book that helped me get to a better place was like sit in those moments. Like that's what each piece is. It's a, it's a, it's a moment of heightened emotion. It's like the most intense that I feel at any given point in time. And that's what gets on the paper. So in the beginning, it's sort of like my tumultuous time where I'm feeling a lot of self-loathing and I like hate everything about myself and I feel like shit. And like, I'm really just going through something at that time. Like whether that's, I'm confused about like what I'm doing with my life, or I don't like this aspect of myself or, um, I don't know, like I'm just processing like who I am and I'm trying to get better. And so the sitting in those moments is really important to get it all out and to be like, okay, this is how I feel right now. I respect that, but I don't want to feel like this ever again. And here's how I'm going to fix that. And like, it just takes conscious effort. Like every time you do something. So, okay. Let's say, say for example, this is a, a weird example say that like you hate the way that you chew gum, for example, like, you know, it's super <laughs> or whatever. Every time you chew gum, you have to be like, okay, don't make that stupid noise. Like that's an annoying thing. Remember how we felt about how we did that. It was like, you know, it brought us that really embarrassing moment or something like that. That is the reason and the motivation behind to, to not chew gum that way. Yeah. You know, you could apply that to anything about yourself that you're trying to work on, but it's a conscious effort every single day to do that. But like, Meditating is also a really key part of my life. Um, mm-hmm. I know that that's like the really trendy thing to do right now is to like meditate, but honestly, it's the way that I think about it is like, it's really hard to sit there for five minutes and to not think about anything. Yes. It's such a challenge. And to me, like, that's kind of the fun part of meditation is that I take it as a personal challenge. That I'm like, today, I want to count to the number 50 without thinking about a single thing. Every time I lose my train of thought or I lose focus, I start over. And so it's like, I set goals for myself where it's like, today I got to 30. That is so exciting. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so it's like, because I set these personal challenges for myself that I have no motivation other than the pure fact of like doing something and like accomplishing something. Mm-hmm. means that I now can take that into my regular life. So yeah. every time I feel like something in life is hard, I'm like, remember that time that we couldn't even count to 30. Now yeah. I can do that. And it's like yeah. starting to get me to think that I can do whatever I set my mind to. And it's yeah. a crazy okay. transition. Like all of a sudden I just have shifted my mind. Okay. All of a sudden it's like, not uh, is a lie. I've been meditating for like <laughs> like six months straight now, like it's been a long process to get there, Mm -hmm. but I'm just starting to feel the effects now of like, I could literally do anything I set my mind to. Like I am the only person who sets limitations on myself Mm -hmm. and I set such high expectations for myself. I'm a perfectionist. I'm an overachiever. And like, I am the only person who sets my limits. I am the only person who tells myself that I can't do something. Mm-hmm. So for example, I had like a great a moment yesterday. I went to the gym and I was doing like what we call the one rep max, which means that it's your heaviest weight. It's only one like rep, basically mm-hmm. like only one deadlift. Like that's literally yeah. all you can do at your heaviest weight. You've got to do it. Mm-hmm. And I had spent the entire day mentally preparing, knowing that that was my workout that night. So like the <laughs> whole day I was thinking to myself, bitch, this is easy. You got this. It's going to be like, no problem. You're going to lift it. No issues. And then like, I kind of did, like I did five, five, three, and then I was getting ready to do the one. And it wasn't until I got like up to the bar to do my one rep max that my brain was like, but can we do this? And I was Mm -hmm. like, excuse me, I did not ask for your opinion in this matter. Like (laughs) we have been talking about this all day. I can do this, no problem. And then I did, you know, and it's stuff like that, that without meditation, I wouldn't have learned that. So I guess my advice would be to find something that you can do 
for no reason other than the fact that it's a personal challenge and it's a personal goal for you. Like, I think Mm -hmm. we always are motivated by um, like school or work or like college or grades. You know what I mean? Like those are the reasons that we do things to get like tangible and physical, like ways to demonstrate your accomplishments. That'd be like an A or something like that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Whereas we don't find a lot of things outside of those to challenge us personally and to like fulfill us personally because it's something that I did. Mm -hmm. If I don't, is that, I don't know if that makes a lot of sense. No, it it makes makes complete sense. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I love that. Yeah. Yeah. We're always talking about how we should just, we all should just have things that we do just because we want to, not Mm -hmm. because we have to. And it's, it's honestly like a life changer when you start like implementing like a hobby or like whatever you want to do. Cause like you have something else to look forward to. That's not school or work. Uh, It's so good. Um, And since you touched on meditation, I've tried meditating so many times and (laughs) now like I'm motivated to do it again. Cause like, I honestly really like meditating and just sitting and observing like my thoughts and just like letting them pass. Uh, But now I'm like inspired to get back to it since like, I know when you start, you're not going to see results like right away. And sometimes I forget that. And that's why like, I get so like unmotivated because like, I'm like, I'm meditating for like, I've been meditating for like a week and I've seen no results. Like this is not working. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just, I have to remember that that is not how it works. So I think I'm going to get back to it. Yay. That's so me. I have such a hard time with long-term goals. Like it's, I'm always like, why I'm not, I don't have, you know, I've no, no tangible results. Like this isn't Mm -hmm. working by. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's just like, yeah. If you just got to find like what you vibe with, you know, like what gets you motivated and what excites you and then just Mm -hmm. follow that. Yeah. Cause maybe like you're, you've been meditating for like 59 days and you want to give up, but you don't know that like in the 60th day, you are going to have like this big like result and you just give up like a day before. So you just got to keep going. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Um, staying in this um, topic of like self-growth um, and just like finding something to do that is completely for you. Um, I'm going to ask you, what is self-love to you? Um, I it's think it's like <laughs> about my energy, honestly, like how I'm mm-hmm. feeling to me is like self-love. It's not about to me, like I, you know, we all have things that we can improve on, but there are days when I wake up and I'm just genuinely so like happy to be alive. And it's in that simple feeling of like joy that I'm myself Mm -hmm. is to me self-love. And it's not something that I've experienced up until recently. Like I would not have been able to give you an answer six months ago, five years ago, like when I was in high school, you know, but to me, it literally just means that I'm happy to be myself, you know, like I scroll through Pinterest and I'm like, that's dope. And that makes me feel like I love myself because I know what I like. I, you know, put on a cool outfit and I go out and I'm like, you look dope. That to me is self-love. Like I feel really good in my own skin Mm -hmm. for once in my life. And Mm -hmm. it's so exciting. Like this is totally new for me. And it has been a journey to get there. Like, and it's not like you wake up one day and all of a sudden everything is bright and shining and rainbows. Mm -hmm. Like it's a combination of small things that you do Mm -hmm. every single day that lead you to this point. Like Mm -hmm. working out is important to me, not just because like I'm, I want to look good in clothes. It's because it makes me feel good. Like energy wise, like I get a lot of excitement from working out and it brings me joy. Um, but also it's taught me to love my body in a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, my cousins are Victoria's Secret models. So that's like a lot of pressure. No, literally that's tea. Like they have done one for Victoria's Secret Pink. That has happened. And Holy so it's like, shit. <laughs> like, how do you not look at that and then look at yourself and be like, why don't I look like that? You know what I mean? And it's taken yeah. like, this journey of working out to be like, okay, this is what it takes. I could get there if I wanted to do that, mm-hmm. but this is what it takes. And that to me yeah. means that I can't eat whatever I want on the weekends. 
Yeah. And I don't want to do that. That doesn't make me happy. That doesn't bring me joy. Mm-hmm. That doesn't make me feel good. I live to eat. Like I am such a foodie. And so <laughs> this is the amount of working out that makes me look good. That still lets me live my life. Mm-hmm. And I'm happy. Yeah. I love that. Like I love that for yeah. me. And it made me see my body in a new way that I was like, no, sis, like you look good, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's Absolutely. never Yes. <laughs> yeah. We don't have to yeah. look like exactly how like models look to think we look good. Like I don't look yeah. like a model and I still think I look good. So yeah. yes, exactly. It's just like, it, it's a real like perspective change mm-hmm. and it's For a combination sure. of small steps that you take every single day. That yeah, it's a you, process. Yeah, yeah. To this new perspective. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah, even so though as sorry, sorry. <laughs> go ahead. I was just gonna say like I with me was the same thing like my self-growth self-love process started after the pandemic so if you asked me like two three years ago like if I loved myself if I knew what self-love was I would give you like a a no instantly um it's a process and then like day after day you start to build yourself up and you start to change perspective as you said like and we always say that here we don't just wake up and instantly love ourselves and think our life is perfect like life is not perfect and that's like the real of it like you have to love yourself um like despite all of the bad things that happen in your life and that's like true self-love it's loving yourself no matter what so yeah 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 and I I think for people who have gone through like really intense stuff the fact that you got out of it means that you are so strong yes and that you are so much better than you were before like and you're better for having gone through that you're better like afterwards you know putting yourself back together makes you so much cooler and so much stronger and it should make you love yourself even more like Mm-hmm. You are not broken. Like you've literally taken your two hands and your own willpower to put yourself back together. And yes. that makes you more beautiful than you were before. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. yeah. And that's why we need like the bad days to like become better and yeah. to see the good things. Like, and it's not always going to be like a linear journey. Like yesterday really? I woke up and I spent like the whole day at home and I was so happy. Like, I was like, my life's amazing. Like, I love myself. Yeah. Everything's great. Like, I love life. And I bet, like, next week I'm going to have a day that I'm not happy and I'm pissed really? at something. So it is a journey and it's okay. Like, if you don't feel amazing every single day, it doesn't mean that you stopped loving yourself. It's just that today's not your day and that's okay. If somebody tells you that they love every single day of their life, they're lying to you. Like, I'm sorry, that's just a lie. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so I'm going to ask the last question. This is something we ask all of our guests. So if you could give our listeners one life advice, what would you say? I think it would be to, this is how I live my life. This is something I've learned recently and decided for myself is Mm -hmm. that I am going to live the life that I love, regardless of what that looks like. Mm -hmm. I'm going to take this life and make it the best possible life that I can. Like, basically, I'm going to make my life a rager and I'm going to help people (laughs) along the way. Like, that's what I'm going to do. Like, I'm going to spread compassion and kindness to other people and I'm going to have a really good time doing it. I love that. Love That's that. life <laughs> to me. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, I love that. Okay. And you're totally doing that. Like, as I said, like, yes, you have such a good vibe. So you yeah. are living your that energy life. is contagious. Like it makes us feel good. Oh yeah. my gosh. That makes me so happy. I'm, so and happy I'm definitely going to buy your book because I am dying to Same. read it. Same. I was going to say that right oh now. <laughs> you guys will have to let me know what you think. I hope you really yes, like it. For sure. And we'll yeah. share it to our stories also. So our listeners can Absolutely. go and read it. Yeah, too. for sure. And tag me in them. So then that way, like I can yeah. repost and mm-hmm. all that good stuff. For of sure. Okay. That, that was it. Thank you so much for coming on. We loved to chat with you. We had such a good conversation. I had the best time. Thank you guys so much for having me. This has been like the most lovely hour of my life. 
<laughs> Same. We loved having you. Absolutely. Thank you so, so much. And we will live all of your infos, your social media, your book, everything in the description. Um, so everybody who's listening can just check her out. And yeah, that is it. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you, guys. Thank you. I love you. Love <laughs> oh, you too. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Okay, guys, so that was it for the interview. We really hope you guys enjoyed it as much as we did. We absolutely loved yeah, talking to Maddie. She's amazing. Such a good person. Um, so yeah, make sure you follow her on all her social media. Go check out her YouTube channel. Um, check out her book uh, if you want to. And also, as always, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at seriouslynotserious.podcast and on TikTok at seriouslynotserious.pod. No nope dot oh my god <laughs> okay and on tiktok at seriously not serious pod no dot there and give us a written review if you like the show if you like us if you want to help us out and also don't forget to subscribe or follow wherever you listen to your podcast so you never miss a new episode and yeah we will talk to you all next week bye bye